it was fact. We're not playing that well. So be it. We beat them. Suck balls. Jamie Wallace, we're back, buddy. Another week of football has blast us past. And I tell you what, for the first time in quite a while, I'm a happy man to be recording with you tonight. I am glad to hear you're happy because you are such a miserable sort of a person, aren't you, when you guys lose? I am a... There's a sore loser and there's a uh, critically wounded loser. I probably fit into the latter category. And there's a pepper loser. And there's a pepper loser, which most people would say would be a, a quite a fair bit of the time. But yeah, I, was, <laughs> I, I couldn't watch it. I was... Um, I had my son's fifth, sorry, eighth birthday. That's how quick they move. Son's eighth no, birthday party, five, yeah, five uh, eight-year-olds running around the house for a couple of hours. Uh, that's, that's, that's paradise for you right there. And um, went and watched a bit of the local footy and whilst that was going on, trying to tune into the Melbourne game. Fantastic East Killer Cougars, three and zero. Great way to start. I don't know, I get number of the boys listen to the game, but uh, the last little bit of the game was a little bit touchy and I thought... Three and a half goals up. They've got this in the bag. But once again, and you've experienced it being a Melbourne supporter, you know that there's no chance of us uh, slamming a victory through the gates. And we decided to let uh, we decided to leave it until the last maybe three minutes of the game. Yep. But uh, in most cases, three minutes three minutes is a long time in football, and not much time anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and good to yep. see your boys, uh, Port Adelaide, uh, performing well again. What are you talking about? Yeah, did you remember they played on Friday night? Hey, it would have been nice in the uh, in the Wallace household. Uh, husband versus wife, Port versus Collingwood. How'd that go down? Well, do you know, I actually went to the game. We took Huck three's first ever game. Yep. Um, and we met uh, a couple of Collingwood supporters, Aaron and Kaz, out there. Yep. Um, and I, I tell you what, I was planning on doing a live video for Lace Out, but I was so dirty in the first quarter that I reckon 10 minutes in I was just like get stuffed I'm going to the bar I'm getting a beer as I was as I was walking peps as I was walking back to the bar we're sitting on the second level as I was walking to the bar about four rows back I got cracked in the ribs by a Collingwood supporter randomly out of the blue I did not know who it was as I'm sort of clutching onto my ribs I look down and there's my uncle just saying to me where you going, mate? Where are you going? <laughs> oh, fantastic. You know, that's what footy's all about, bringing people together. Bringing I got stitched together. up. One, uh, one rib cage punch at a time. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a huge, <laughs> huge week. Massive uh, couple of stories. One, which we're going to have a quick chat about, um, which is on, on the rundown tonight, is obviously Gary Ablett, and we'll have a quick chat about that and your thoughts. Yep. Uh, yep. As, as at the time of this recording, he has won his appeal. That he's free mm-hmm. to play this week, which I agree with 100%. Because there was another bloke playing for the Brisbane Lions who was very, very lucky that he didn't get done, Mr. Eric Hipwood. His was a hell of a lot worse. And how he got nothing, I might have got a fine, but in terms of weeks, it was very surprising. So if he, if he was able to get off and Ablett was able to get off, um, it's a good thing for football. I think it's, it was a pretty, it, it was late. That's all it was. He got straight up. It's still in shield. I'd back him too. Um, and I think the right decision was made. Mm-hmm. Radio. <laughs> what do you reckon? Radio. Uh, no, I, I, I reckon he probably deserved it. To be completely honest, yeah. You leave the ground, you got your elbow up. I think, yeah. I think he cop. You deserve. Yeah, 
understandable, but he was, I looked at it more of a brace in terms of him coming. He did leave the ground. It was his forearm. There's malicious and there's malicious. And I think that's the way we've got to look at it is, was it malicious in what he was trying to do? And I don't think so. Dylan for sure. He got straight back up. Game, you know, give the free kick. Move on. I think we, we scrutinise too much these days. Right, yeah, we can talk about it later on. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, fry pan, that'll be back again this week. Lots of listening questions have come in over the last couple of days. We'll rip through those. Once again, an update on the lace out tipping contest. And more importantly, um, Jamie's food question, which has uh, rocketed up the charts this week. Um, and just the general chit chat going uh, over the week as well, too. Um, so, sure. Jamie Wallace, uh, let's start with the news. Where are we going to begin? All right, so let's let, let, let's settle into the Gary Ablett incident. So he has won his review, uh, sorry, his challenge, his first ever suspension in his illustrious career of mm, roughly 330-ish games. Uh, so he was offered a week by Michael Christensen of the match review officer. Uh, but they've gone in there and they've um, won tonight and have overturned his one match, um, his one match thing. So the incident that Peps and I are talking about is he basically... Uh, I'd say I say he slammed his forearm into Dylan Shield's face. Peps yep. doesn't agree. Nah. Um, I think the problem here, I suppose, is what is what could have caused it is that Ablett left the ground. He jumped up and then he basically uh, put his forearm into his face. So I think that's where probably the one week has come from. Yep. Um, so I think basically tonight, although good for football. I think it makes these sort of incidents, these one matches a bit more confusing because I think there's a, quite a few of these happen day in, I mean, week in, week out, Peps. Did you agree with that? Yeah, I think the, it's, I've said it many times. It's a 360-degree sport, what we play. And there's yep. just coming left, right and centre. Uh, but the, the issue that I have is, is that there's so many cameras, everything is scrutinised. I can't stand at the fact that the, the footage gets slowed all the time. That's the thing that makes everything look worse. Yeah. Um, and so I think when they slow it down, it made it look like a hell of a lot worse. But if you have a look at it, he's, they're just running. He jumps, goes to brace himself. He gets him high. That's about it. There wasn't any malicious. And I think they did it right because they downgraded his charge from intentional to careless. And I just think it was exactly that. It was careless. He didn't go out yeah. to, to, to throw his forearm through his, through his head. The way that they were making it out was that he was Tony Lockett or David Reese jones <laughs> at one yeah. stage. And I thought, nah, it's... Yeah. And then, but the funny thing is, is that he, he they gave him a two thousand dollar fine. He said, "Look, I've got an exemplary record. I shouldn't have to pay a two thousand dollar fine." Because I, I heard that he was a, f- uh, a few bucks short this week. Yeah, struggling. Uh, yeah, struggling, struggling. But uh, I think the right decisions have been made. I think there's there's been a lot worse that's that's not got through, and there's been some stuff that's been given weeks, which you, know, you need to have another, another look at. So I think, um, funny enough, like I say, common sense is like deodorant, and people who need to use it most never do. I think they put on the uh, I think the Lynx effect tonight was uh, applied properly and uh, well done do to think, the tribunal. Do you, do you think the rule though, so this, this is what he got put up on. So he got intentional conduct with a low impact to the head equating to a one game suspension. Yep. He, all, all those things are correct, yeah? Oh, I think, no, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was careless. I, I, actually, I okay. think it was careless. Because so he, he, jumped, he, he jumped in him though. He jumped in at him with his elbow up. You could say that. You could also have a look at that footage on afl.com.au and yes. Dylan Shields actually leaning downwards in a way. 
I think it's just, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a contact sport and things like this are going to happen. I think yeah. what we need to start looking at is what is being done to people intentionally and deliberately going out to hurt rather than incidental contact like this one. I think that's what we need. To, they really need to stamp out the, the really deliberate going out to cause serious damage. I agree, but I think I, it's, I didn't think it looked good. But it's not about the look, mate. And that's what annoys me is that it's always about the look of the game. Well, mate, the way the game's being played at the moment, which is going for 100 and, 120 minutes or 100 minutes of football, as they like to say these days, the game ain't that pretty at the moment. I've been pretty vocal about that over the last probably year. That you know, If you want to talk about the, the look of the game, there's a lot of other things besides one little incident like this, which is making the game look crap. Once again, mm. we had a week of football, 19 teams, pl- 18 teams playing, and only four of them kicked yeah. scores over 100 points. I think yeah. that's I think that's damaging the look of the game more than just a little incidental contact, contact by a guy who's played over 315 games and will go down as one of the greatest players in the history of not just the modern game but the game full stop. Okay, so if just say for example Stephen May did this, yep, even though he's not playing at the moment. You reckon he would have got a week or would have got longer? Uh, no. what, what do you reckon would have happened to Stephen May? Uh, well, he, well, once, well, he got blocked. He got a, a week at the start of the year for, for blocking into a bloke. Like, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. He pr- I'll put it this way. It was the Gary Abler factor. I would probably agree to a certain point. He hasn't, had, he hasn't been reported over goodness knows how many years. So you've got to have that on your side. So I, I'm, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. But if it was, let's just say, uh, Jay Lockhart, who plays for the D's, playing his fourth or fifth game this year. Game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, it might have been different. So I think there, there was, I think there was a little bit of the Gary Ablett factor, but I still don't think looking at what it is was. That, is that what you want? Is that what you want? No. Players, because they've got a name, get off, get off fine, get off these. No, nah, but I, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered who it was. If someone had got done for that, I'll put it this way. If he, I'll ask you a question. If he goes out and wins a Brownlow this year, which yep. he could actually do the way he's playing at the moment, and mm-hmm. he got rubbed out for that, mm-hmm. would you look back and go, shit, like, yep, no, he, he deserved that? I feel sorry for any player who gets rubbed out when they yeah, win a Brownlow. Exactly. Um, but, but, I mean, Danger lost his chance. Yeah, but danger. What do you do again? What about what about the tackling ones? Who they get when they when they can cuss a person? Oh, see, that's a joke. The one that Nat Nui got last year when he tackled the bloke yeah. and landed on him because he was what forty kilos heavier than the other bloke. That's they're the ones that are, the, the, the issue is is that because they focus so much on the medical report and the look yeah. of the game, they're not thinking about is this guy intentionally going out to throw his elbow through the guy's face? I don't think so. What, what is his intent? Yep. And I think that's the thing is that, you know, it's always up to interpretation, but what, what is his intent? His intent is just to, 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 to knock into the bloke. That's it. Now, maybe, maybe I'm thinking that there's, there's hardly any contact to a degree at the moment that you see something like this and the, the world's going to cave in. Mm, mm. I don't think, I, look, I said, I don't think there's anything about it. The right decision was made. Finally, the tribunal has, um, you know, well, I shouldn't say that, finally the tribunal. I think the good thing is that you go to the tribunal uh, yeah. Unless you're a twit like Jack Rewalt did the week before. 
to try and save himself a thousand bucks and ended up paying five hundred more than he went than he went in with. Oh, really? He went in trying to uh, get rid of a thousand dollar fine and ended up getting fifteen. Ended up having to pay fifteen hundred. That's gold, Jerry. That's gold. Wow. Yeah, gold. That's gold. Yep. Uh, so sorry. I should say before. I should. I should, I should clarify what I said before. Danger got off his got off off his two uh, things. I should clear that up. That's all right. We're gonna have people. We're gonna have people next week. We're gonna have people say, "Oh, Jamie, you said this." No, I, I meant. If you look at the GWS game, he managed to avoid suspension. Could you argue that that was that was a similar incident? Look, uh, uh, if if you put this one up against Eric Hipwoods and listeners, go and have a look at it. Go on to YouTube. Go on AFL.com.au and have a look at it. One got off, and one didn't. Well, they both got off now, but one got reported for something minuscule, and the other one, he's he's hit him hard. Yeah, twice as hard as what he's done, and they've let that through. Once mm. again, it's all about that interpretation. If it's the look of the game, that Ablett's was a lot less than what Woods was. But that's the thing. Like these days, you know, you, you, you just don't know. You just don't know. You watch a game now and you, you see five free kicks paid in five minutes, yet the AFL will come out and say, now that they were all correct, when the, once again, the, the sniff test, it didn't pass from the Collingwood Essendon game the week before. And so what's this thing you've written about social media? Yep. Okay. So this is just, I think it's been bubbling for a little bit now. Um, Players are starting to get uh, direct messages more and more often from, you know, Tom, Dick or Harry saying how much of a shit player they are, shit kick, shit game, shittest captain in the world, shittest person in the world, whatever it is. And I think it's now coming to a head where players are now starting to uh, talk about it more often and bring those issues to light. Um, has come off the back of a couple of interviews where players have been saying that those messages that get do that do get sent through are actually having an impact on their welfare moving forward. So on their anxiety, uh, on their confidence. Uh, and what's interesting is Dane Beams now has actually been addressing it through his personal um, social media accounts. So he's actually uh, replying to these people who may have said some horrible comments to him. And he's actually saying, look, the impact you're having by writing a comment is you know, X, Y, Z. Yep. I think, I think as a society, we've got a real issue because I'm 35 this year. And if I find myself in a situation where I'm texting a 20 year old player, calling them all horrendous stuff. I think, I think, I think people tend to grow up a bit, don't they? I don't know. What are your, like, yes, you, you, you can verbalize how angry you are at a player or whatever in amongst your mates at the footy or you have a bit of a joke about it. But to actually go to the step of writing a direct message to that person, geez, that's a, that's, that's, that's something different. It's a bit low. Um, I think it's a couple of factors. I think it's a, a sign of the generations these days. Um, but that's not to say that there's older people doing it. Look, I've given players a spray on Twitter and so forth. But have you actually that's- tagged them in those tw- things? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, um, but I think that's the issue right there. Is that you can pick up your little phone, and yes. you can sit there behind a screen, being whoever you want, and write anything you want to a particular person, mm. and there's no repercussions. Correct. Got, the good old days, if you wanted to say something to someone, you had to either go up to them face to face, or spend yep. the time writing a letter. Or tracking them down by phone. And in each of those three cases, there's a personal connection. 
writing something in 100 and what is 142 characters yeah. less is nothing these days. There's, there's no consequences for actions. And people don't see the other side of it. You know, they, they're always Correct. talking about as part of you know, mental health and if you listen to people from Beyond Blue and Black Dog and all these different places, like social media is one of the biggest reasons why you know, there, there, there is a lot of suicides and depressions and mental health issues because the consequences of what one person does to another, aren't, you can't see it. It's not instantaneous. Mm. And so you just, you just keep doing it. It's, you're almost, you know, the, um, what was it? The, uh, the, the, the water torture, you know, the, the, what they used to do mm. in World Wars, like the water torture, lay down and drop after drop after drop. And, you know, a single drop of water is not going to make a difference, you know, dripping under the top of your head. But if you do that drop after drop after drop, yeah. day after day after day, it is going to drive you completely nuts. Yeah. And, and you're going to snap. And that's what's going to happen. And I just, you know, I think, you know, I've, I've spoken to a couple of people through social media. I've, I've uh, sent personal messages via Twitter to a number of people. And I think it's a great medium because you can, you can get that direct one-on-one contact with people you know, asking for interviews, asking for chats, that sort of stuff. And most of the time it's, it's brilliant. I just think when it's abused and people are held, aren't held accountable for their actions, yeah. that's, that's when it can really skyrocket. And I, and I, and I give um, full praise to, to Dane Beams for what he's done. It's mm. pretty ballsy to do as well. Yeah. And it'd be funny to see what the other side of the coin was like when they, they get a message directly from him saying, oh, you know, this is actually affecting me pretty badly. You know, no, yeah. no to me. You know that they're, they're human beings, mate. Regardless if they run around in... Uh, 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 a sweat-proof jumper with multiple colours and numbers on the back and kick a piece of kangaroo mm. leather through four white sticks on an oval field. Yeah. They're human yeah. beings. Yeah, they're paid well for it, but that doesn't mean that you give that they're giving you the right to say disgusting things to them. I, I, yep. You know, one of the things they do on the Jimmy Fallon show is read out mean tweets. It'd be really interesting to have that done. Now, that's what, that's, if the footy show want to do something, and make themselves stand out. Get people reading out mean tweets on the footy show. That'd be really interesting. The problem is you'll have people tweeting to the footy show about the mean tweets and how they stole that segment from Jimmy Fallon. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, well, you got a small issue there. There'd be no one watching the footy show to even see that segment anyway. Boom! Peps, peps. <laughs> there will be people out there though, Peps, that will be saying, you know what? These footy players are in a super privileged position. Uh, they're going to finish up their 10-year career probably earning close to $8 million on, on, on you know, match yeah. payments and, and centers yeah. or whatever, you know, and, 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 and that, that they're fair game. What, what do you think about that? Well, so does that mean that uh, I can write harassing messages to you and how you're performing at work? Well, that's, that's the because, argument, I suppose. What, because, what you, because what you earn is quite a bit more, bit more money than what I earn. And so, you know, you're, you're no different to them. Mm. What does mm. the money have to do with it? What, what does, well, I'm just saying there's people out money? there, though. Are they out there? They're just doing their job. But there'll be people saying that, you know what, they're super privileged, yada, yada, yada. They have a very social life. Yeah. I'm allowed to comment personally to them when I think that they're being a, a, had a crap game. I'm not, I'm not agreeing. I'm just saying you've had a crap game, but taking it a lot further than that, that's, and we're talking something, you know, you've seen it on Twitter or Facebook. Oh yeah. 
Absolutely. One of the things I had to do was probably going back a couple of weeks ago, I removed myself from all of the Melbourne boards on Facebook mm. because yeah. I was getting like really peeved with some of the stuff that was being written. And that's not even me directly. That's reading about what people have written about players. Imagine you picking up yeah. your phone and you've got message after message saying, you know, you already know that you're not performing well. Yeah. I need Johnny Numskull down the road to be saying that you've got no idea about what you're doing. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Once again, there's just no, there's no, what's the word I'm trying to find? There's no compassion or there's no leniency or there's no, you know, sympathy or empathy out there anymore. It's just, I'll say what I want and I don't care. And maybe that's just a, a way society has been. Yeah. yeah, but when but when your you know your freedom of speech and you say what you want to say is is hateful and hurtful to other people's way of life, I think that's probably where you need to draw the line. Yeah, exactly. But there's no there's no rule against saying those things. That's where the issue is. Yeah, our laws are not. Yeah, and I, if, if they printed some of the stuff that was, if I wasn't a a news journalist and I wrote that in a paper, I could get sued for defamation. Ah. Oh. But uh, because I put it on a tweet, nah, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. So what's so what 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 does what needs to happen? You can't you can't tell these players to get off social media because, as I said, this generation that's 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 all they've known. Yeah. So what do you what do you do? Uh, I, I think it's a personal choice. Mm. I think it's I think it is a personal choice, and you know what? There's a thing called on on Twitter. You can just block them. Yeah. People block them. Block them. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I, I agree. But they shouldn't I have agree. to. They shouldn't have to. I think you're right. There is a freedom of speech element to it, but I think it's also a lot of it has to do with um, human, I want to say human rights, just to be able to live mm. your life. You know, they, they are privileged yeah. to be able to play this great game, the greatest game. Um, yeah. They're human beings. Treat them like that as well. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, I agree. and a lot of it's jealousy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just if, as you said, you're a bit older than me, uh, but come on, if you, if 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 you're t- tweeting or direct messaging players, you 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 probably just need to step away from your phone for a day. Yeah, uh, you need to step away from football for a, a bit. Yeah, and maybe yeah. find There's something that. else. Because you hit the nail on the head there, Peps. There is actually a person behind all that. So behind the footy jumper. And the and and the and the glowing endorsements. There actually is still a real person with real feelings behind it. Yep, there certainly um, is. And you know they could be reading that sort of message in the thousands. And you know I, I wouldn't like to read that about my performance well, in the thousands. People who don't even know me commenting. Well, let's let's just play. You know the worst thing that could happen. Imagine if that was the tweet that was the one that pushed a person over to take their own life. Yeah, which has happened yeah. in society. We know it has. Mm-hmm. But once again, it hasn't happened from a footballer's perspective. We don't know. I think, we I don't think, know. I think we are just scratching the surface with this whole social media thing across the yep. whole world. Once again, we just don't know what to do with it. It's yeah, exploded, I think, I think it's, exploded at a yeah, rate right. that we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Right. And it has Stay opened tuned. up players. But, but you know what? I think it's great. The fact that you can write something and get a response from them and have a bit of a laugh. Look, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that that's the that's the element that I really yeah. think is 
awesome about social media, but for every good thing, there's yeah. also the negative aspect of it. And we want to, you know, like what we do, we want to talk about, Correct. we want to talk about all the good stuff. Um, can I, can I just say one, right. one other thing, well, one thing that's totally non-related to this and we're talking about good stuff. Yeah. Did you see the astronaut on the weekend? Aaron uh, North the doggies? Yeah. Now, last week, I actually said to you... What a game. What a game. Now, this is one thing I wanted to ask you. Because last week, we had a bit of a chat. And I said to you, would you prefer a shootout or mm-hmm. a, mm-hmm. a totally contested game? Now... Mm-hmm. If you saw the highlights of Aaron Norton and what he did on Saturday night against Richmond, if you tell me you want a tight contested game, you can just never come back to this podcast because he was lighting up the joint. (laughs) He was lighting it up, my friend. He was proper lit. He He must have the grippo. He must have the grippo just gripping his hands. I had the, I had the biggest chub. Watching him, he was just, he was on top of everything. He wasn't dropping a thing. The kid's only 19 years of age. Like, that's what footy used to be. Just blokes hanging hangers and contested marks. And, oh, like, I don't even barrack for this team and I want to just watch it again. I don't want to watch the, oh, watch so many tackles we can spot in five. That's the shit that draws people through the gates. Mm, astronaut. He was awesome. He will never mark a ball like that ever again. I don't care. Jeff Farmer kicked Jeff Farmer kicked nine and fell. Jeff Farmer kicked nine and a half against Collingwood. Never did it again. And I don't care because I'll keep going back to that video of him doing it. Mm. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. It was fantastic. Need more uh, of it. Correct, correct. All right, so let's let's go to let's go to this week's rising star. Yeah, who have you got? Cameron Zerha and his five goals. Oh, Cameron Zerha five goals on Sunday. Cameron Zerha five one goals. Day, yeah, he's wearing a pair of Nike footy boots. Yeah, yeah. One one day he's wearing a pair of Nike footy boots as per Melbourne's contract obligations. But his actual choice of footwear, outside of their footy rounds, is Crocs. Yep. Peps, you're out of two kids, middle, middle suburbia. Yep. You'd be a big fan of Crocs, wouldn't you? No, nah, I'm not a Croc man. But I'm a massive fan you of You love Ugg. Crocs, don't bullshit. I love my Uggs. I'll wear my Uggs with footy you're shorts. I'll wear my Uggs with footy shorts, down to the shops. Don't care. I'm an Ugg man. Shooby dooby doo bop. <laughs> love my Uggs. Love them. So, I reckon Crocs are for people who are in the water a lot or don't leave the house at all. Uh, I just don't think. I still want to ask you. Well, the fact that you've cut out a little bit there uh, is another thing. But I will say one um, last thing Crocs will never be mentioned on this podcast ever again. It is forbidden territory. The only until now. The only people who should wear Crocs. One thing I've got to ask you: Zaha, chefs, and that's about it. What about? I got one more question then. Yep. So if we can't talk about Crocs, yep, I want to ask you this: You've been around a bit long. Yep. Explore boards more than I have. 
What's the one shoe choice that you would never make again? You would never wear again. What's the one shoe choice you'd never do? Oh yeah, I used to I used to get I used to wear I actually thought I was pretty cool when I was younger wearing uh there used to be a shoe called the Adidas Rome, which was a white leather shoe with uh a rippled uh three stripe in a royal blue on the side. Adidas three stripe. I used to get the Kmart version called the Tracks, yeah. which was exactly the yeah. same shoe, but only with two stripes. And I thought I was pretty cool. <laughs> and I thought I was pretty cool. Um, oh, that is brilliant. Yep. That is brilliant. So I thought I was pretty good in the tracks. Yep. Never. Yep. No, they, 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 they split. Mine is... Uh, they split? Yeah, they split. Right, so mine, I don't know if you can remember these peps. Back in the, uh, let's say, let's say early mid 2000s. Yep. White squared off shoes with jeans out. Literally white squared off toes shoes. Yep. I could never wear them again. I look at it now, look back at those photos and just think, what was that about? Uh, okay. So once again, are you talking about the, uh, the, leather, the leather toe tappers? The white leather toe tappers. Yeah, once again, don't leather mention toe tappers. You're supposed to be yep. a football no, podcast. Squid. Yeah, this is a football podcast, mate, not a, oh. Oh. Not a Victoria's Secret catalogue. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No good. No good. No good. I, um, Carlton. They're final, one, final one. Final yeah, one. They're, Carlton. In, they're, in, they're in crisis, aren't they? Think. Think. Look what they did the week before. Yeah. Just lost a game against Hawthorne down in um, Launceston by the skin of their teeth. Go out and play North Melbourne, who weren't set in the world on fire at all this year, and have been poleaxed. Poleaxed is, is an, understate, an understatement. They were smashed. Like, did, you see, did you see the score of that game? Yeah. Like, did you see what it was at, at yeah. quarter time? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did, did you? It was it was five, five goals four, and then three goals at halftime. Yeah, and it was three goals at three quarter time, and they've and they've come home with a wet sail kick in eight in the last mm. in the last quarter, but they were twelve goals down at three quarter time. Um, I, yeah, it just it look they are a young team. I get it, but gee, that's that's a step backwards after the the the, the massive the massive performance. And who's the better team, North or North or Hawthorne? I'd say I'd say Hawthorne. Only because we beat them. Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, but they they, they got smashed. Like they're um... they're 130 disposals less. Uh, they had yeah. They had 30 percent less inside fifties. Clearances was exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but got smashed on the contested possession. Mm-hmm. Like, totally smashed. Um, yeah. I just, look, they look, they are a young team, but you know things like that. I've got, you know, Carlton supporters. I know quite a few at work, mates, etc. And just when you think that, you know, there's some excitement building, it's just pop that balloon and start again. Feel sorry for them. I feel sorry. Yeah, I'm, so I think I'm just, not too bad. I'm not too bad on them. I think it's fine. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'd... Yeah, I think I'll be fine. But they they met today. The Carlton board apparently met today. Nothing's been heard about it since. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Talk hey, about what though? 
to talk well, to talk about Carlton, to talk about I don't know if it was their monthly board meeting or it was a oh, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like an extra meeting called up, come in and have a chat. No, I got no idea. Oh. I got no idea. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't right. find out more in the paper, I reckon tomorrow. Mm. Um, okay. So, uh, just one thing I wanted to quickly talk about. It's, it's sort of a pseudo fry pan for this week. Um, and I'll, I'll sort of, I'll I'll roll with it. So, uh, let's turn the grill on and let's, uh, start sizzling up. And I think it's to do with, um, the AFL media and a gentleman by the name of Stephen May. I don't know if you've heard what's happened over the last couple of days. Uh, but Stephen May was photographed by someone on social media having beers with three of his former teammates on uh, the weekend, having a few pints at a pub in Richmond. Um, stories come out that uh, he had broken a, a team rule where Melbourne said during rehab in a later drink, etc. Uh, Paul Ruse has come out and said he's not dedicated to football, it wasn't a good sight. He's gone and spoken to the club today and the club have basically not punished him. They've pretty much just gone, hey, you know what? Um, yeah, if you're turning to alcohol to, to, to maybe look after you know, yourself, it's probably not the best option. Uh, but they haven't, they haven't fined him. They haven't done anything. He hasn't broken any rules. He hasn't killed anyone. He hasn't drunk, drunk driven. He's, he's only dr- had about five, four or five pints. Nothing major. He's quite a big unit. But then Damien Barrett comes out and says, oh, the stance on May has gone completely mad because the club said, oh, well, you know what? It's, it's his, he's saying because it was his own private time, the club shouldn't be the ones who are saying, you know, what he can and cannot do, etc." Well, you know what? This is where I, I started to get a little bit fired up because I, I looked at it and went, well, you know what? It was, um, you know, he probably didn't do the right thing because he hasn't had the greatest start to his career at the D's. Turned up apparently not in the greatest nick. We mm. all know about that. Got injured quite early. Hasn't been able to get back to back on the field. He's on a bucket load of cash. The club's given up a lot for him. Did anyone actually come to think that the stress is putting on this guy, which you know, to a degree, a lot of it was self-inflicted. But he's just absolutely frustrated with himself, frustrated with the whole situation, and there's pressure running to perform because he knows he can make a difference. And then the club coming out and saying, hey, you know what? Probably shouldn't have done that. Um... And Damien Barrett saying, well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not good when the, the demons are putting into his private life. Here's the thing. The dude's on over eight, about 800 grand a year. They've got every right mm. to say, hey, you know what? You know what our standards are? You've broken them. Yeah, we, we can say something about that. You know, we shouldn't be turning to alcohol to suppress whatever issues that we have. But don't go making stories mm. up for the sake of making a story up. This is another example. Like it's happened over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Jack Rewalt and Tom Brown last week. Here's another example of a story that isn't a story. You're just making something out to get a headline. And it's bullshit. Even the club has come out and gone, you know what? He's done something wrong. He knows what our standards are. Move on from there. It's so it's just, yeah. it's just another example of just piss poor journalism on a slow news day. You know what? The guy's got issues. We got that. Let him have a beer. Last time I checked, having a beer wasn't exactly illegal. So don't make something up or try and so, get a reaction. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Sick so he it. broke the team rules, though. Yeah, the team broke- rules he signed up at the start of the year. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But that's yeah. the thing. But that's the thing is that, and he's come and they've um 
admitted that's what's happened. But the fact that they've, like, so Barrett's yeah. come out and pretty much said that the club is, um, the club had an adverse reaction to uh, the way it handled the situation um, wasn't wasn't a good thing. It's like, mm. really, he, he reckons that it's a deep. It says here, in the club's eyes, May's drinking at Richmond Bar was a bad look giving his poor start to life as a demon after eight years with Gold Coast. Yeah, I didn't view it that way. In my eyes, the demon stance on May is the control, is control gone mad. Yeah, the bad look in my eyes was a football club telling an employee that he can't have a legal and responsible outlet to his clearly stressful life. They say that alcohol should not be a coping mechanism, which I agree, and you'll probably agree wholeheartedly. It's just another example mm-hmm. of turning something to try and get it right. He's been doing it for years. It's just bullshit journalism. Again. Yeah. I don't have something else to talk about, but it's two weeks in a row. He has a point in terms of saying... <laughs> but Barrett has a point about saying how clubs shouldn't be able to control players. Um, huh. They didn't, but... Control players. But they've, got expe- but they've got expectations as well, too. They've, the players have an expectation. If you're not... Playing, and look, at the start... And that's the thing that I'm... Stephen May said, you go to the rules. You go to the rules. Yep. So just leave it at that. Yep. Just leave it at that. Doesn't have to get any more than it needs yeah, to be. Agree. But it just gets blown out of proportion again. So, no. But you know what? What's not getting brought, what's not getting blown out of proportion is the Lacey tipping comp. Uh, just for the listeners out there, um, just want to quickly roll through what's been going on. Um, very very big week of tipping uh, yesterday. And just to give you a bit of a heads up on what happened, uh, myself, yourself, and Morton meets the eye picked up seven winners while Justin's on six. So I'm on 37. Uh, fine wines on 36, very tight at the top, uh, just like our uh, waistlines. Justin on 35, Morton meets the eye on 33. <laughs> so we've only got four, between, four, four tips between oh. the four of us. Very, very tight, just the way I like it. Like it. Very like good. It. All right. Um, all right. So what have you very, got for us? What, uh, anything else? What else do you need to quickly go through before we wrap up this next edition? Anything on the top of your mind? What's going through your head at this particular moment? Anything else that's sort of caught you? No, up? but this is bloody... This, this yeah. Wi-Fi this wi- houses, I reckon... I, I, I must be in a cave. I must be in a cave somewhere. You've got ghosts, mate. You've got ghosts. Um, it's terrible. I apologize up in front already. That's all right. So yeah, just, just bear with it. You'll be fine. We'll, uh, I'll try and clean this up as much as possible. Um, look, just a couple of things I want to, um, rip out before we, we finish off this particular podcast. Uh, look, Collingwood GWS and Geelong, they are the top three teams by the length of the Mount Panorama straight. Uh, it's good to see the D's get a win. Brisbane get another win. Sydney, they're, they're cooked. Mate, they're, just, they're tanking for number one draft picks right now. They wouldn't actually know what to do with a draft pick in the top 10. Quick one before you go on. Yeah. Yep. Quick one before you go on the next one. How did you feel about uh, Alistair Clark and giving you guys a clip on the way through oh, well. a press conference? That's what he does. It was fact. We're not playing that well. So be it. We beat them. Suck balls. Um, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Um, good to see North get a win. Uh, Geelong Essendon, like I said, uh, can I say probably the worst game of the year so far was that Adelaide Fremantle disgraceful game. I don't know if you saw anything of that, but I think I even I think I went and watched a rerun of Maths or something along those lines because that was that was woeful. The scoreline was pathetic. 
I think it was to twelve once, at half time. Yeah, it was fourteen sh- to twelve at half yeah, time. Yeah, what, what's that? But you know what? It was a nice tight contest. Lick my love pump. Get the get those big, mm. big, big scores going. Um, Doggies getting a win over Richmond. Fantastic stuff. Like that. I think Richmond. See what happens. Get, get a couple of your big guns out, my friend, and uh, you're starting the misfire. It's happened to a few of the clubs this year. Um, another tight week of football. And the ladder is really tight at the moment. You've got pretty much. You're looking at everyone down to 14 at the moment is virtually a game out, right? So everyone down to position number 14 is, is a game out. Yes. Um, and then some winnable games this week as well. The D's play uh, Gold Coast. So that's another one that we could, we could potentially pick back there. Uh, some other corker games for this weekend include, I reckon the Doggies versus Brisbane Lions at Marvel is going to be very interesting. Um, Saints West Coast. That's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting one because the Saints haven't been too good over the last couple of weeks at either West Coast. West Coast playing away. Uh, uh, you've got the the showdown again, and that, that should be prime time, which is great. Um, Hawks versus GWS, and another interesting game is going to be the last game of the weekend: Frio versus Richmond. Frio aren't playing too bad at the moment, and. If you put this one down at the start of the year, you'd almost lock it in for Richmond. But with the way that they've been hit by injury, um, if they don't win this particular game, they're um, they're going to start sliding just a little bit further down the ladder because their draw's only going to get a little bit harder. So at the, at the moment, footy's in a really good spot from a positional side of things. Um, from a visual side of things, it's, it's not the greatest. But you know, when the top teams play each other, it, it's, it's good. When the top bad teams play each other, it's, yeah. Yep, I totally agree. It's, it's, um, Agreed. Yeah, no, not, not good at all. Hey, a couple of things just to wrap up. Um, viewer questions. We've got a couple of viewer questions that uh, came out. So the first one is from uh, Kung Fu Joe. And Kung Fu Joe wanted to ask the question, which is, um, out of all the new rules, um, do you think any of, the, any of the new rules that have been introduced this year, have any of them really made a difference? Probably one, the kicking out rule. Yep. Yeah, I reckon that's. I reckon that has made. That's. Probably, I think that's made the biggest difference. Oh, sorry. I reckon there's two. There's that one, and I think the other one is the runner. I think the runner not being able to go out, and there's been games where there's been 10, 15 minutes between goals, is making it really difficult for, especially some of those young teams, to get those, uh, to get the tactics in. I think six 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 stood yeah. out. I think 666 was, but we thought that was going to be the absolute game breaker, um, but it hasn't. I think the kick out yeah. rule has been more effective. No. The other, the other one that's, the other one that's, it wasn't a new rule, but it was more of a stricter interpretation, that dangerous I word, um, has mm. been the one relating to um, on the mark, protected area, that sort of stuff. They've been a lot harsher with those. Um, I know there was a couple in the. Yeah. James Harms copped a couple of them on the weekend just for being in the protected zone. So I think that's making yeah, more of a um, difference from a negative perspective to teams. But I think the kick out one, uh, they are getting that ball out of the, the back 50 a lot quicker. And I think that's probably been the one that's been the, the, in my, in my yes. eyes and probably your eyes has been the kick out. I think 666 hasn't been much, hasn't mm. been much else. But when they do get the ball yeah. out of the middle and you know you've got no one, in, uh, no one coming off the back of the square, it does make a difference. So, once again, it's still early days. We're only seven rounds in. 
Okay. Um, another question from um, Lethal Lee living in the uh, wonderful area of Mount Lawley in Perth. He uh, wanted to ask me a question of who uh, was the better tap ruckman, Max Gorn or Peter Somerville? Um, look, I think Peter Somerville in his day, I think he was playing just when you were born, Jamie Wallace, uh, was okay. But I think Max Gorn is, uh, what, two All-Australians, a BNF. I don't think Peter Somerville had those type of um, credentials. He was good in his day. Um, Eston supporters, if you want to add something to that, please do so on Facebook or Twitter page. Don't hesitate to, to read back. But, yeah, I think Max Gorn's got that one in the bag there, my friend. Beautiful. Uh, anything else, Jamie? I don't even know Peter Somerville is. You don't even have to worry about Peter Somerville. You're not missing much. Um, I don't know who he even is. I don't even know who he even is. He played for Essendon, just in case. Look him up. He's a pretty not good-looking bloke. I, um, what do you want to um, wrap up with? Uh, I would. I would, yes, I would. What do you want to wrap up with this week? Sorry. Uh, no, I'm think, I'm, I think I'm pretty happy. I'm just looking forward to next week and just um, somehow getting internet back working properly again. Yeah, no, you've been a bit dodgy tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to call Jim's Cleaning to try and figure out how to polish this up because um, I'm not too sure what's going to happen. But uh, we'll be back next week. Um, stay tuned. Hopefully the big announcement will be next week about uh, our first ever live show. Uh, lots going to have to do with Jamie's Wi-Fi, as you can hear from mm. today. Um, once again, Facebook page, um, Lace Out Podcast. Share the podcast with as many people. Give us a like, give us a share. Uh, the more people we can get it out to, the, the better off we, we are. And more importantly, we appreciate it. Keep the community up. Uh, and more importantly, if you're like me, um, enjoy your football. But Jamie, how do you love your football, my friend? Lace out. I'm t- I reckon that's just getting longer and longer every week. You're almost turning into a bit of a Frank Walker national tiles. Hey, go D's. Have a great week, listeners. <laughs>